Hey guys, GBC Podcast number 44. I'm Courtney Wise. I'm Shane Blankenship. We are going to title this one, We Suck at This. We Suck at This. What do we suck at, Shane? <laughs> well, uh, the title kind of came out of the conversation of something that we have talked about before. We're going to do it from a little bit different perspective today. But something that we've talked about a lot of times, I guess, because I also talk about it all the time in messages, is like paying attention to what you listen to, the words you listen to, the voices that you listen to. Yeah. If we say, you know, stuff like, you know, don't listen to that, listen to God, you know, uh, tune that out, you know, tune God in, um, turn off the noise, like, you know, whatever the other cliches, whatever the things we say. And we talk about, you know, paying attention to what we're listening to. But I think that we suck at turning off voices. And I think that we suck at listening to God over the other person. I think that we suck at, at you know, not receiving what somebody said. I think we listen to all of it. So we kind of, you know, the, the idea is good and we should do it and we got the power to do it. I just think that sometimes we, we suck at it. We listen to everything. And, and even what we say, you know, I don't receive that. Well, we, we say, I don't receive this, and then we go off and we just ponder it. <laughs> it's because so we did receive it. Yeah, we're just saying it. Okay, for the, for the sake of this not sounding like some of the previous ones that we've done, okay, it is going to be different. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to come out and ask you, and you can make me sound like an idiot. It's fine, okay? <laughs> but, like, when you have the authority... Because we are image bearers of God. Like, what, what does that mean? That I have the authority to tell Satan in the name of Jesus to get behind me. I know, I, I, feel, like, I feel like I'm about to get schooled. But what does it mean? <laughs> well, um, okay, so, so something, right before we started recording, I had a thought. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to save it for the for this because oh. we because you you know we were talking about you know trying to take authority over something or um uh you know in, in the name of jesus you know or get behind me satan in the yes. name of jesus you know those kinds of things um you know so what and you said so like what do we do we just go around saying jesus jesus because i, I do i walk around my house and i say jesus take the wheel my kids even say it because sometimes shane i don't know what else to do <laughs> no and so and so that's why i think this is fun to talk about and okay. i think it's good to talk about because is there power in the name of Jesus? You know, we sing a song. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay can kill that song. Mm -hmm. uh, there's power in the name of Jesus and break every chain. Um, and there is. There's power in his name, right? And when you look at words from a biblical perspective, um, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And it's referring to Jesus. And when, when God created, how did he create? He created with words. He, he spoke things into existence. So, you know, the old adage of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Well, simply not true. Um, words have meaning. Uh, they have, you know, if we're not careful, they have power over us um, in areas and ways that they should not have power. So, you know, words, even especially biblical words, maybe, um, especially Hebrew biblical words, um, they have meanings. You know, Hebrew names mean something. They don't just stand alone and by themselves. They have, you know, Elijah. What does Elijah mean? It means Yahweh is Lord. That's so, uh, which I think is interesting when you get to Mount Carmel and you have the showdown on, on, on top of the mountain where they're calling fire from heaven, right? And it's the showdown between the two prophets. And before it's all said and done, everybody is, is saying Yahweh is Lord, Yahweh is Lord. The, or in our translation, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. Um, they're saying Elijah's name. They're saying Elijah, 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 mm. Elijah. Because that's what the, that's how, that's, you know, you say Elijah in Hebrew, you are saying the Lord is God or Yahweh is Lord. So all these names, they have, um, they have meaning. Last night in Bible study, um, we were talking about, and this was just kind of, we were running down a rabbit hole, but we were talking about King David. 
when King David sins with Bathsheba and then has Uriah, her husband, killed, and they have a child, and God sends the prophet Nathan to him, and something very powerful in this moment happens. And, you know, there's, we could probably talk, this could be a standalone podcast in and of itself. But Nathan comes to him, and he starts off with basically saying, hey, God sees your sin, but don't worry, you're not going to die. God has taken away your sin, but this child, this child's going to die. And seven days later, the child dies. And during that time, there's this, you know, there's mourning, and uh, David is fasting. And he's just hoping that through his fasting and through his, through his mourning, um, that God will relent and that God will not take the life of his child. He even makes that statement because after the child dies, he gets up and eats. And people, his servants say, why are you eating now? Like, what? You weren't eating while the child was alive. Now that the child is dead, you're going to eat? And he says, well, while the child was still alive, I thought that by fasting, I thought that by through prayer, I thought that through my mourning, um, that I could somehow, like, pay, you know, uh, penance for my own sin and that God would not take the life of this mm-hmm. child. All right, so there's, there's all that. But then they have another child, and this child is named Solomon who goes on to succeed David on the throne, right? But God says after child, after the child is born, he sends Nathan back and says, call him Jedediah. Now, he never is referred to as Jedediah. So I just wonder if like, they called him Jedediah in the household or whatever. But Jedediah means loved by God. Because mm. the Lord loved this child. The Lord loved Solomon. Um, special in his eyes. So call him this. So all that to say, yes, Names have meaning. So let's come back to, to, to using the name of Jesus um, to, to rebuke the devil and, you know, get behind See, me. He's Satan making fun of me. Of Jesus, Jesus, I'm not making Jesus. fun of you. I'm making fun of all of us mm-hmm. um, because we do stuff like this. So consider this first. This is Acts chapter 19, okay? Um, and I'm going to go ahead and pick up with verse 11 just for a little bit of context. Acts chapter 19, verse 11. I'm reading out of the NIV. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. So that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illness were cured and evil spirits left them. So God's doing something extraordinary. I mean, he even says that. God does something extraordinary through Paul so that even his handkerchiefs, his aprons, you know, things that had touched Paul now have this incredible power and people are using that and, you know, people are being killed of their sickness, healed of their illness, and then evil spirits are leaving them, Right. So, all right, let's get this miraculous thing going on. You don't know this? No. Wait till you get to this next one. So, verse 13. Some Jews went around driving out evil spirits. Uh, Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Mm -hmm. Seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all, all seven sons. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. So there you go. There's seven sons of a Jewish high priest, or Jewish chief priest, rather, who went around trying to call out demons in the name of Jesus, invoking the name, using the name, because there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. And yet, at some point, the demons inside of the man speak up and say, wait a minute, I know who Jesus is. I even know who Paul is. 
but who are you? Okay. And then he goes Jack Reacher on them and destroys all seven guys, you know, leaves them um, naked and bleeding, and they run off, and the word spreads out. And so it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> so we can't do that. Well, I, I think that there's a proper way to do it. See, it's like they were using it as a tool. Right. You know, and I don't, I don't know motive, and um, again, we can go deeper in this, but I, I do think it's important that just because you walk around saying, you know, get behind me, Satan, or in the name of Jesus, leave, or whatever, eh, it's this ain't magic. It's not a magical word. It's not abracadabra. It's not hocus pocus. You know, it's not. You know, it's not. You use this, and then the trick um, happens. But I think we treat it like that some, um, and we, and we, I think we miss the point altogether. That. In the name of Jesus, you and I have the power to demolish strongholds. In the name of Jesus, you and I have the power to break chains. In the name of Jesus, we have the power to overcome. When, when Paul speaks of this, this war that you and I cannot see, he right. talks about a, a battle, a spiritual fight, a war going on in the heavenly realm. So this is invisible to us. It's not, it's not visible. It's not flesh and blood. We can't see it. But he prefaces this, this argument or this, um, this call, this statement, if you will, by saying, um, therefore, our fight is not against flesh and blood. So if they got flesh and blood, that's not really who our fight is with. Even if the person that we are in struggle with is doing atrocious evils, if you will, but what Paul is saying is that the fight really isn't against the flesh and blood. The fight is really against the evil that's behind it, right? Um, and he says, therefore, we don't fight with weapons of this warfare. Well, what do we fight with, Paul? No, we fight, we fight with something that cannot be seen. We fight with this. We take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. So we're not taking the person captive. We're taking the thought captive. We're taking the word they spoke captive. We're taking that captive. And what do we do with it when we take it captive? We submit it to the word of God. We make it submit to the word. You can't do that if you don't know the word. Um, but to submit it to the word is to take that captive. And here's the power in the word, right? And to, um, to bring that to the text. Like we've got the physical word, we call it the Bible, right? The word, the word of God written down. Um, and we take what was said, what was spoken, and we put it up against that. Um, and, and with that, we address the lie. With, All right. Go ahead. It's, it's time for me to dumb this down. Uh, someone calls me fat, mm -hmm. right? Courtney is fat. How, how do I submit that to the word? I mean, I, I, I'm here. I'm already hearing you say like, I'm an image bearer of God and I'm a, I'm a daughter of the, the, the most high. But I mean, like those kind of thoughts, they're real. Yeah. And I mean, especially with children, you know, when you said sticks and stones, they break my bones, but words may never hurt me. I mean, I actually love that because we all grew up listening to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I know I did. So I'm, I'm like, how do you submit something like that? It may, is that a good example? Courtney is fat. Courtney is a liar. Courtney a, is um, yeah, let's go a with, gossiper. Courtney is a liar. Let's, okay. let's go with that one instead of Courtney is fat. <laughs> it's obviously not true. But well, I also, I mean, because I, I also thought about when, like, you know, so and so is fat. Well, it might be true. It might that might be fat. Like I don't know to what standard, but you know that might. I mean, I know it may be hurtful, but it could be true. You know, okay. but what is fat? So you know, and then so. But let's use the liar example. <laughs> okay. I think that'll be get behind uh, me, Satan, uh, in Jesus' name. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, depends on what you're using as your as your as your measure, right? On the on the the weight scale. Uh, anyways, 
Um, but to liar. Okay. Well, the truth is, yeah, you've lied. So mm -hmm. have I. We've all lied. But all of us have fallen short. So how do you make it submit? submit. Is that um, although I may have done it, does not mean that's who I am. I'm a child of God. That's, that's where my identity rests. And I am forgiven. That's where my identity rests. And sometimes I forget that I'm a child. And sometimes I forget that I'm forgiven. And my forgiveness in my position within the kingdom does not give me the right to do whatever I want, to live however I want. That's all, all true. Um, but my old self is dying and my new self is coming, uh, is coming to be. And so, yeah, I may have lied and I messed up. But just because I said it doesn't mean that that's who I am. Who I am is something completely different. And that old part is, is falling off. So I'm not going to walk around and believe that there's no truth in me and that there's no lie in me because the one who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. And the one who is in me is always true, right? Um, and sometimes I may suck <laughs> to come to yeah, yeah, yeah. at, at um, letting him come out. Sometimes I may suck at, at letting the Christ shine. Um, and again, I'm not using this as an excuse, but if we're going to take something captive like that, um, that you know, you're, you're worthless. Right. There's a, there's a good one. Um, and when we put it out there like that, it almost seems like it's, like it's a silly example. Like no one believes that they're worthless. No, that's not true. All kinds of people believe that they're worthless. They may um, not use that word, but there's, there's other, and in fact, we were playing volleyball a couple weeks ago real mm -hmm. fast. And Hudson, my 10-year-old, she's on the travel volleyball team, but she sort of like sits the bench because she's the youngest one yeah. on the team. The coach put her in at the last minute, and in Hudson's mind, like she was supposed to win the game for them. Mm -hmm. But you know that's not true. And she looked, she missed the ball. I don't remember. But she looked across at me and she mouthed, I am a failure. And my jaw dropped. Mm, yeah. I was like, where did you even get that from? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, like, she's 10. I don't even really know if she knew exactly what she would. I, Shane, I was shocked. Okay. But my point is, people say that to themselves all the time. In, in so many different ways and forms, and I'm not even sure she really believed it. At, but at that moment, that's what came out, is my point. No, for sure. And I, I think that is addressing the difference between activity and identity, right? Mm. So I dropped the ball. I, that activity was a failure, let's say, right? But I am not. My identity, I'm not a failure. I'm a child of God. I am precious um, in His sight. Um, speaking back to that, that that idea of you know of worthless, because I think you're exactly right. Like somewhere along the lines, she bought into if I can't do this, this, and this, and this, then I'm a failure. If I can't do this, this, and this, and this, well, then I'm worthless. Um, other people deal with it because they had a dad that told them that. Um, or they had a teacher that told them that, or it happened so long ago, they don't even remember exactly what happened that triggered it, that started it, but it got spoken to their lives. It was a lie. It's not who they were. And then little things have happened along the way that they use to just basically prop up that word that was spoken. Um, and it's false. And it becomes a stronghold in our own, in our own identity in our own life and it's not true it's not who we are so i do think that that it's important that we recognize the difference between identity and activity um and though we may do the thing at times um although it's going to happen we're going to fall short we're not perfect you know when christ is in us but we are not the christ um 
And that's humbling in and of itself, but that we remember where our identity lies and who we really are, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, I think that's really good. And it does sort of um, mirror some of our previous work in the last couple of weeks about like remembering the character of God when you're in that kind of like position. But can we go back to submitting? So you, sure. we, I really like the um, activity versus identity. And I think a lot of times we do rest in the activity like, uh, um, I I was not successful doing blah blah blah, so mm-hmm. therefore I suck. You know, yeah, yeah. I dropped the ball. I yeah. am a liar. Yeah. Um, I'm a cheater. I, um, I shouldn't have said that. You know, all all those kind of things. But how do you submit? Like when Hudson said, "I'm a failure." Like she's yeah. not the only one that says that. Like a lot of times, I'll even ask myself, like, "What would a successful day look like if I da da da." And so what is the opposite of that? Well, I'm a failure if da-da-da doesn't happen. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's right. So how do, what, how do I submit those things? And like, even as a parent, so I'm asking you two questions. Yeah, yeah. How? And as a parent, I swear to you, I just looked at her and I was like, and it was across the court. I couldn't just like give her one of those pep talks, you know, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we did go into the bathroom and I was like, you know, I, I was just trying to be really positive and I did the best I could. But like, how? I mean, like you just did it. Um... A second ago about Courtney is fat or Courtney, yeah. excuse me, Courtney yeah. is a liar. Using the scripture the same way, you would just have to build that person back up or build yourself back up. And what you know is true mm-hmm. based on what the Bible says about how God created, who God created you to be. Yeah, every time. Um, and again, it comes back to um, discerning the activity from the identity. Um, and so I'm a failure. No, maybe you failed, but you're not a failure. Um, and every, every time we fail, cause we're going to fail. Um, really, if we're good at, good at, good at being us, like good at being human, um, the <laughs> failure's a part of it, right? right? And we learn from our failures or we allow the failure to crush us. Um, and so there are going to be moments that we fail, but that doesn't, that that failed moment, that failed activity, whatever it may be, on a basketball court or at your job or you know in your house or whatever it may be, like it does not have to establish your identity. Well, you don't like, have to live in that. That thought is from like I was just thinking about the de- de- devouring lion. You yeah. know, like he w- he would like you to think that you're a failure. That's exactly and right. And I think I said that to Hudson. This was a couple weeks Satan, ago. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, that is Satan. He mm-hmm. wants you to believe that you are a failure because you didn't do that. But in reality, you know, did you try your best? Yeah, yeah. So, so okay. So I think we're talking around it. Let's let's bring it back um, and get even more specific with it because this is one. It's good as we're just talking about words and how they work, right? Um, you know, the, the st- go back to the adage: the sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And it's absolutely not true. Um, not only does God create with words, but words is what the enemy uses to pull us away from our Creator. Um, and so, you know, getting that, that, uh, that lie, which are, which is a word, right? Um, the, the lie comes from some words that were spoken, getting that lie in our head. Look at the point of it, the point of all of it. Um, even with the, uh, the failure piece, mm-hmm. um, just to stay on that. Yeah. It's yeah, a good you, example. You know, you, you're a, you're a failure. Um, if you can start believing that you're a failure and you're worthless, um, to go back to that word then that pulls you away from the throne of God. It pulls you away from his presence. Mm-hmm. Um, because with that is also associated shame. 
And with that is associated guilt. And with that, I mean, it, it, it carries a lot of other things. And that's the whole point. Like Satan doesn't just care for you to feel like you're a failure, that you suck at basketball or that you suck at life or that you suck at whatever. He uh, wants to he, destroy the, you. He wants, he wants to destroy you. He wants to keep you from God. That's the enemy's mission. We, we have so many, um, so many you know, purposes that we're trying to run after, so many desires, so many missions. I think it's hard for us sometimes to remember, recognize, um, and wrap our mind around the fact that the enemy has one. One um, goal. One. Fleshes it out in, in three different ways, to steal, to kill, and destroy. Those three ways, but it's one ultimate goal. And to steal from you, to kill you, to destroy you, is serving the one purpose of keeping you away from God, right? Keeping you out of that relationship, keeping you away from your Father in heaven. Um, and, you know, again, it's fleshing out in those three ways. So every lie is meant to keep you from the Father. Every lie is meant to keep you um, on your own path and not on His path. To keep you, you know, holding on to your truth, which isn't a truth at all, and away from the truth, right? The truth of God. Um, so, so I think that's important to remember, and I think that's important when dealing with lies that are spoken or rebuking the devil, rebuking the enemy, is that we, we remember that context of what is the purpose of the enemy. It's yeah. not just, oh, I'll rebuke the devil because, you know, I am going to make $100 this week and not going to be without, you know, we make it about cars and money, or I am going to get that house, or I'm going to buy that car. We make it about stuff. We make it about career progression. We make it about... Ultimately, what it's not about, that just ends up being the instrument of the tool that the enemy might be using in the moment to keep us away from the Father. So, like, um, if I'm hearing you right, rebuking the devil, like, it's fine and good, but sort of kind of makes me think of just a Band-Aid. It's just words. But I think the action behind it would be doing what you did in the beginning of the podcast is to put the um, actual mm -hmm. words, um, like a reframe. You yeah. know, so if I'm if I'm talking to Hudson, let's say because we're on that example, I have to reframe what she said. Well, you said submit it to the Word of God, mm -hmm. so I I would need to build her up with the Word of God and not just say Hudson, that's that's from Satan. Because mm -hmm. I do remember saying that I'm like that's that's not from God. Like that's not yeah. how He made you as a failure. You think God makes mistakes? That's what I said. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm tracking right. Mm -hmm. I got it. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, that's that's exactly. I mean, what is it? What does it mean to submit a lie or whatever to the Word of God? Um, is to put it up against it. What does God say about this? Yeah. What does His Word declare um, about me? About this situation? Um, whatever, maybe like what does His Word declare, and what is it that I've heard? What is it that I've received? And I think when you make it cement, when you take it captive, and you put it up against that, then when you can recognize what God says, and that's what you're going to hold on to, then the other thing loses its power. Yeah. It keeps us from sucking at it, you know? <laughs> like, we, we can let go of it at that point and let God. Well, and here's the thing is, um, this is not like an easy thing to do. No. You you would have to do quite a bit of um, memorizing and digging in the Bible, which is exactly what God wants us to do anyways. Um, obviously, you can hear that I'm not great at, I mean, I try. I try really hard to memorize it like you have. Um, you just sort of rattled all of that, but you have like a million years of experience doing this. I don't. Um <laughs> But I, I think my point is it's something that we have to work at. It's not like like just because the word is in us, isn't that a scripture? It's it's on our heart and on our tongue. 
Yeah, sitting on our heart and written in our tongue. And, no, absolutely. Doesn't not. mean that we can just like submit it. Do you know what I'm saying? We can't just turn it on. Like we have to. We have to know the mm-hmm. word. And so, I, I just it's just another like friendly reminder. Yeah. <laughs> Be in your Bible. So, absolutely. Because this is this is it right here. This is how you submit those thoughts. This is how you can turn a situation around. Like your own daughter looking at you saying, "I'm a failure." I mean, like literally speechless <laughs> for sure it's spend time so spend time in his word right um i think it's a as you spend time in the word to to begin to know god not just to know about him but to know him and we do that by spending time there then god will use that and god will bring that up i mean mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've referenced there's no telling how many passages of scripture that i've sat here and referenced since we've been talking mm-hmm. and one that i didn't that i thought of when we talked about rebuking um you know, you talked about the the, the enemy being a, a roaring lion and prowling around. Yeah. Um, you know, elsewhere it says, you know, resist the devil and he will flee you. Resist it. You know, we 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 want to talk a lot about rebuking, but part of that rebuke is to resist, mm-hmm. <laughs> not to give into it. You know, um, so I'm throwing out all this, but I'm thinking, gosh, this is. I've been following Jesus for a while. I've known I've been called into the ministry for a while, so that naturally in and of itself puts me in the Word. You know, and I can remember working at Dairy Queen at 16 years old on, you know, when Dairy Queen was in the mall. Um, and, you know, Tuesday night's just not a busy night at the mall. It wasn't then, it's probably not now, you know, or whatever night it may be. And, you know, having my Bible right there at the counter mm-hmm. um, and, you know, would be reading in, you know, in my spare time or highlighting something. I mean, I was thirsty for it at the time, you know, mm-hmm. I was willing to drink it in. But I think about how much was established. Um, in my own life as an early teenager reading that I'm recalling at 30, you know, yeah. nine and 40 years old. So, you know, I'm, I'm, rec- I'm recalling later in life um, what began to be set in motion. So it's coming from a long time. Um, I, I guess I'm just sharing that to say. No, I love that. Yeah. You, you know, you feel like you got to jump in the word today and start trying to memorize a whole bunch of stuff. Just spend time in the word to know him. No, it, I have another quick story. So um, my uncle has, um, brain cancer and he's had surgery and it's you know it's just one of those things that's coming back but do you want to know what he said what's that he said um you know he's he's 62 he said you know courtney the um i guess the gospel never left me because he said we grew Uh, up going to church every every sunday yeah and um then as an adult he got away from it Uh and when his cancer happened um he started going to church again and just sort of like turning things around not that he was not a believer but just put things into perspective for him and when he said that i said yeah that's what it does like it it's it's in you Mm -hmm. just like what the word said it's on your heart like Mm -hmm. once once you hear it you don't forget it and just because you can't recite it perfectly doesn't mean that it that the knowledge is not there that's right um and so i just i kind of i've just been thinking about that since it was just yesterday that i talked to him and i was like oh my gosh so yeah, the things that I tell Hudson, like that, that was Satan Hudson. Like, sh- you know, you just said the word resist, like yeah. you have to resist thinking that you're a failure. You have to resist thinking that you suck at this. Like you, you might suck at this right now, but you'll get better at it. And, mm. and uh, you know, all those things. That's good though. That's interesting. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to, um, talk about that because there's there's a lot of people um that do like the whole in the name of satan i rebuke you and i mean i i grew up that way yeah 
Well, I think people throw it out there, but I do think it's important to consider Acts 19 and go, well, just because you throw the name out there doesn't mean it's working. Because um, it didn't, and it didn't for those gentlemen, uh, <laughs> you know, um, trying to use something and they don't even really know him. And there's a lot of that that goes around. You know, we try to claim stuff about the God that, that we claim to know and we don't even know him. I don't serve him. Um, we, don't, uh, we don't live our life for him. So, you know, I think that, that knowing him part is very, very important and being able to exercise authority, his authority, um, over the work of evil, um, it's got to start from somewhere. And the place it starts with is not with, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Where it starts is with that relationship, you know? Start, it starts with the relationship and then you activate the word in your life. Absolutely. Yes, Okay. Yeah, 100%. You know, when, if, if you're really a son of the king, then everywhere you go, you're a prince. If you're really a daughter of the king, then everywhere you go, you're a princess. You're a son, daughter of the Most High God. But if you don't know that, if you don't see yourself as that, if you don't live that out, well, you might find yourself announcing it. You may find yourself saying it, but it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. But when you know it, you don't have to announce it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Queen Elizabeth doesn't have to go around announcing I'm the Queen of England. Everybody knows it. She knows it. She's been the Queen of England for a long time, right? Yeah. Um, Prince William. Um, Prince William is Prince William, regardless of where he is. And, uh, you know, thanks to, to, to media of all sorts, you know, everybody over the world would know that. He doesn't have to walk into a room and go, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Prince I'm William. Prince. I'm, I'm the yeah. son of the heir to the throne of England. He, he is. That's who he is. Um, you know, likewise, in that example, I mean, who we are, sons and daughters um, of, of the king, we say that, we don't live like it. We don't walk into a room and know it. Well, uh, in Philippians, I think, somewhere, Paul is writing, and he's like, um, you, just like make, in so many words, make me proud and make Jesus proud. And I, like, it would not make Jesus proud for us to talk to ourselves like that, mm-hmm. you know, because those aren't, those aren't God words. Those are, so that, that, that just made me think of it too. Yeah. It's not who, who we are. So I think there's so much foundational in knowing who you are, um, in that relationship with, with, with our, our father in heaven. Um, and that, that right there, that's what gives us the authority over evil. It's not just saying some words. Yeah. On page. It is, it is that established relationship okay. that gives us the authority. Cool. Got it. Thanks for school. <laughs> we went to All school right. today. Thanks, guys. See ya.